When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. So I'm going to start out today telling you a few things. Don't forget to subscribe to Patreon. So Patreon has bonus content. Um, usually my husband and I are doing episodes about some very riveting things like who's driving carpool and, um, whose turn is it to pick up the dog poop in the backyard. It's very interesting. If you ever want to find out some really riveting things about my life, you can subscribe to Patreon and pay a small fee and we do put, but I do put bonus content up there. Um, also you can find me on YouTube, usually without makeup, so slightly terrifying. And, um, please leave me your reviews on Apple, Spotify, wherever you stream, Pandora, iHeart, to name a few. Uh, lastly, I'm going to talk to you about being a soccer mom. Um, I might even bring in my guest. I, I, I'm going to admit something. I hate I hate saying this, but I hate soccer. I hate it with like a, a, I hate it with a passion. I hope my kids never listen to this when I, when like at some point I don't let them listen to this, but I really honestly can't stand it. I feel like it sucks my entire weekend out of my body. And all I do on top of my job of being a mom, I'm also, um, I call myself a moober, Christina, because I just feel like all I'm doing all day is like driving my kids from school, like to school, from school, two activities, driving home, driving another one. You have more kids than me, so I shouldn't complain. But the weekends, like, can I bring you in on this? Do your kids play soccer? Yes, they play soccer. Like, do you enjoy? I mean, I enjoy watching it when I'm there, but I just feel like it's such a nightmare. Like, why can't we just have one weekend like game on a Saturday? Why do you need to have a weekend game on a Saturday and a Sunday? So like your entire weekend is sucked yes, up. Yes, yes. We have five total this weekend. So that's going to be really fun. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Why do you have five? Well, we have soccer both days, football both days, swimming. I will say I think soccer is probably the most exciting though because it's there's always movement. Try watching baseball. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, hard. see, I don't have a boy, and not, neither of my girls ever played <laughs> softball. But yeah, I mean, I don't like watching professional baseball, so that must be like your eye. You must have like toothpicks in your eyeballs by the yes, end. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. It's, um, but like, you're like sitting there going, but I'm such a good mom. And then by the end of the game, I get super into it. So I do enjoy it when I'm there. It's just, I hate the whole process of like finding the uniform, never setting the uniform aside. Like I should be right. right? It's always like a screaming fight. Where are those dumb striped socks? Where are they? Can never find them (laughs) when I need them. On Saturday. So it's ready for Sunday's game. (laughs) Exactly. Anyways, moms, dads, whoever else out there, send me your feedback on being a soccer parent. It's a nightmare. Um, if you no longer are in this category of having to go to soccer games 20, like every single weekend, like consider yourself blessed because I know these times and these moments are fleeting and someday I'll miss them. But right now I'm like, why am I like, should I have a meter on my car? Because I really feel like I'm a taxi. We've all been put here for a reason and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age, and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud and have been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. 
Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side. You are listening to Judging Megan. Anyways, I am going to introduce my guest today. Christina Watkins is a health coach and a wellness expert. Her company is called The Wellness Concierge. I have known Christina for many years, believe it or not. We used to be neighbors. We also shared the fantastic, most wonderful nanny, right? Yes. I love her so much, Marcia. Um, and, um, And now our kids go to the same school and... I have kept in touch with her. She's also like the biggest rock star you've ever seen. So I I think I know like from years ago seeing you and you were struggling like postpartum with like losing weight. And I remember talking to you about it. And then I think a lot of us as women are like, how do I lose this weight? Like, what, like, what do I do? Like, what am I doing wrong? And I can relate to Christina in a lot of ways because I myself, and I've openly talked about this, had an eating disorder growing up. Um, I've been on pretty much every diet that you can imagine. I've lost 30 pounds. I've gained 30 pounds. I've lost 30 pounds, you know, the vicious yo-yo cycle. And Christina is pretty amazing because she lost 60 pounds and she's kept kept it off, ladies and gentlemen, if you're trying to lose weight and whoever's listening. So it's really inspiring to sit here and talk to her. And then I also know that her story will inspire you all. So welcome, Christina. It's so nice to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and quite the introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, I tried rehearsing it in the shower before I spoke to you. Um, so let's talk about like kind of your backstory. Um, I always ask my audience to, or my audience, my um, guests to introduce themselves and like kind of talk about where they're from and growing up and a little bit of your backstory. Sure. Uh, so I grew up here in Southern California. I am one of six kids. Um, so our house was always quite the little bit of a zoo, but it was organized chaos. Um, but where, when it came particularly to me and uh, my childhood, I always grew up overweight. I always struggled um, with that. I had plenty of family members, you know, offering to, I'll pay you a hundred dollars if you can lose 20 pounds or five pounds. Like I was given my first diet pill. I think I was in fourth grade. And I, I even know, I remember what it looks like. Um, and I, I'm sure that's where my anxiety attacks started because I was taking, who knows what, I was just taking them from family members, not my immediate family. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was at the young age of God, I was in fifth grade when I was starting to go on runs and trying to figure out how to lose weight. And, um, eighth grade, I broke my leg. So I was on crutches for two years. And that in itself was tragic because I was like, I'm not going to be able to work out. I'm going to have to eat less. Like, I can't imagine my kids right now at the age even thinking like that. Um, so I struggled. I Then I went through high school. Um, when I got my driver's license, I was going to the gym before school and after school. Um, you know, I was going to Weight Watchers, which I did have good success with. Um, but I was also, you know throwing up my meals. Like it was just, it was a lot. And I was just in high school and then, um, college came about and I gained, I had a boyfriend throughout. So I, I gained a significant amount of weight. Um, and then post-college you're kind of, you're on your own. Um, and I think I got to a point where, I mean, I, I felt really bad. I, I broke up with my boyfriend. He said some pretty harsh things to me about, me and my weight. And I think that was the breaking point. Um, they were, it was oddly enough, that was all our conversations and our arguments were always about weight because he was trying to lose weight. And so was I, um, but he said, you know, things like, you know, you're a woman, you should never weigh this much because he saw my Weight Watchers card. And so anyways, so that relationship ended. Um, and you know, I'm trying to find a job and I have zero confidence going into these interviews. Um, so I was, gosh, I think I was well over 
this is when I was well over 60 pounds overweight. I was at my heaviest. Um, and I met a friend's mom who was, um, selling some meal replacement shakes. And so I hopped on that train and I did have good success for it, but then it became this cycle of, you know, doing these meal replacements, cleansing and binging. And it was just this cycle, which everyone knows this, you know, restrict binge, you're just doing this constant cycle. Um, and then Let's see. Then I uh, moved back home um, with my parents because I got a job back up here. And I started working with a trainer. And my sessions were horrible because I was going to pass out because I was living off of this cleanse juice and, you know, not eating all day, but trying to do these intense workouts. And it was just, it was a lot. Um, in the midst of this. Can I just interrupt you for one second and say something? Number one, I am so sorry. I, I can relate to the very beginning of your story. Um, I went through a very chubby phase from like, I've talked about this before, from like fourth until like I grew and I went on a diet and my mom bribed me. This is so embarrassing. I'm so old with a Benetton wardrobe. She said she would buy me a whole new Benetton wardrobe if I lost 20 pounds. So I went on this diet at like sixth grade and lost 20 pounds and I grew. So I was like five, seven in sixth grade. Oh my God. If you've seen my daughter, she's just like I was. Yeah. I, she's very tall. And my older daughter. And, um, and it really does a number on you for the rest of your life. And it's real. And I, I don't, necessary I don't blame my mom um I know that sounds weird I think a lot of people would I think my mom just didn't know she wasn't educated at the time on all of that stuff plus my mom was a you know she was a beauty queen she was very like um and a model and like into that whole world and she was I think she was her intention was just to help me and she did help me but it sounds similar I had to stop you and say that it sounds similar to what kind of happened to you because then you your entire life are identified with your appearance and how how fat or thin you are and it just you know everything in my life for my entire adult life is blamed on my physical appearance if I'm heavier I'm nobody likes me if I'm thinner I still don't like myself and I still think I'm heavy so I just I, I really wanted to point that out because I think there's a lot of women out there that can relate to the fact that they might have been been in the same situation. But giving a kid a diet pill at and when they're that young, I mean, I can't even imagine. That's very upsetting. And then I would like to find that guy and I hope you don't speak to him anymore and give him a big punch in the face. But that's a separate topic. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and, you know, I feel like – taking those diet pills at such a young age has definitely affected my current health issues. So when I was mm -hmm. at home and working with a trainer, I had sudden hearing loss in my left ear. Completely, completely sudden. Um, they don't know what it's done from, but that was just like, oh my gosh. Now that I look back and I'm like, what did I do that could have caused that? I, I, I definitely feel like it's something having to do with you know, all the different diet pills or, you know, whatever diets yeah. I was doing. Um, so let's see. So then I, um, I was getting really good results, but it was not healthy. Um, and it was really my trainer that was like, all right, like you got to start eating. So I switched up my eating. It was a typical trainer diet, you know, no, no, uh, no bad talk on trainers, but the traditional, mm -hmm. um, you know, broccoli, rice, ground turkey, um, and no carbs, no, no, carbs, no carbs or very well, low no, carbs. Brown rice. Yeah. Brown rice. I mean, that was, yeah. My yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started transitioning to more like the whole, whole 30 diet. So I was slowly like trying to find, okay, this feels good to eat healthy foods. You know, I was, so then I did Whole30 and I continued to have really good success. Um, I did ultimately lose um, the 60 pounds. That was my first round. So I lost 60 pounds um, and I did feel really good. And then at that point it was like, okay, but I, I, 
I didn't feel that good. Like I wanted to take things next step. Um, so that's when I decided to, I had a lot of loose excess, excess skin. So I went in and got a, um, uh, abdominoplasty, a tummy tuck, and then, uh, a breast lift, um, because of all the extra skin. Um, Wait, was this before kids? This was this prior to kids? Oh, so wow. My mindset during all of this was I'm never going to get married because I am overweight. I'm never like, I will never have a boyfriend. Like that was a lot of it that this, that's what kind of drove. Like I need to lose weight. I need to get this perfect body. Cause I wasn't dating, you know, I was mm-hmm. 23. Um, and all my friends were starting to date their future husbands. And it was kind of like, I'm not even there yet. Like I, you know, and I was never the girl that had the boyfriend, you know? So I was just, I was so sad on like, I'm never going to get married. Like I need to focus on me and my body. Um, mm-hmm. interesting and funny enough, the month before my surgery is when I met my future husband at work. So we had only gone on one date and I had to tell him that I was going to have a procedure done. <laughs> different. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable sharing, but I just said, you know, it's something I need to do for myself. Um, and so I had that surgery done. Gosh, it's, it'll be 11 years next week. 12 years, 12 years next week. Um, I had that surgery done. I went home and I went back in for my checkup and I was like, I could barely walk into that doctor's office, like barely walk. Um, I was ghost white. They took my blood cause they're like, okay. Like my mom's like, she like her lips. My mom was like, put some lipstick on your lips are so pale. And I, I could, I barely remember being home after the surgery. Um, so they took my blood, we went back home and my mom got a call and they're like, you need to take her right to the emergency room. Her, um, blood levels are extremely low. I had internal bleeding. So my mom and dad rushed me to the hospital. Um, I showed up and I was kind of out of it because I'm high anxiety. So usually typically I'd be freaking out. Um, but I think I was so out of it. I was like, okay, we got to go back. Like, I did not know what was really going on. And my mom was very, trying to be very calm about it. Um, and then I show up and my sisters are there. So then I started getting a little concerned, like, why are they here? You know, like what's really going on? Um, so I went to the emergency room. They admitted me, they started blood transfusions. So I don't, I, I might, I don't want to misquote, but I think like on a scale of one to 10, where your blood was, I was like at a level two. So I don't know medical terms for that, but I was extremely low. That's how much bleeding I had. Um, so I had blood transfusions and then, um, they had to prep me for surgery to go back in and fix any, um, open capillaries. Yeah. And during the surgery, that is so scary. Yeah. And also like a warning to women, including myself, who wants every surgery on the planet done, how things can go wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to scare anyone away from plastic surgery because, you know, I'm not, I don't regret that I did it. Um, it was so scary. And I mean, I could talk about the moments in the hospital. It was just so, so scary, but it's not that I regret doing it. I think I was just in such a rush to get that perfect body. I got one referral to this doctor and I took it. I was like, I, I mean, I saw two doctors now. Yeah. I have revisions I need to go get done. Um, I'm sure as heck going to be seeing multiple doctors. I want to go to the right doctor. I'm not ready yet mentally or physically right now, but you know, when it comes to that point, like, yeah, meeting with and finding the right doctor, you know, maybe he just took, oh, she's young, she's resilient and just rushed my surgery. I don't know what happened. Um, I never revisited it, although at times I would love to. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been, it was hard. Like, 
I will ever forget sitting in that hospital bed before the surgery, my, before the surgery to fix the internal bleeding. Like I literally just kind of laid there. Like you just kind of surrender. Like, I don't, you just, I don't know what's going to happen. This is really up to God at this point. Um, but you know, just to see like your whole family sitting in that room, like, I don't know what was going on in their minds. Like they're probably like, what the hell? <laughs> like all just because you wanted this perfect body. I, it was, yeah, it was scary. And then I went back for surgery, got out and they had to do an, another transfusion during the surgery too. Um, and what, yeah. what did they have to do the surgery? Okay. First of all, this is a lesson for anybody that's listening to, to do your homework again on if you are doing, I mean, I'm pro however you want to age. I talk very openly about like that I've done stuff and, um, but do your homework on board certified plastic surgeons and their reviews and patient, um, ref like I always like to like look at other patients, ask for a referral list, all that stuff you really need to do your homework on because it is so, so, so important. And I think that people don't realize um, we have a, a dear friend that is a doctor and has told us, he's a cardiologist, that things do go wrong in plastic surgery, especially the older you get, the the worse uh, your chance, the, the more your chances are for things going wrong and having something, something go wrong. So um, it's major surgery. And so I think it's important that people understand that. But then just the thought of like surrendering and being sitting on that bed and being like innocently thinking like, well, everybody does plastic surgery. We live in Southern California, you know, and how scary that must have been for you to be in that position and just hearing you re like retell the story that it's so traumatizing even today, 12 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know, before marriage, before kids. So, mm -hmm. um, it was, yeah, it was a lot. And then to have, you know, my now husband, like I was just starting to date him. He found out what happened he flew home from where he was, he was on vacation. And I mean, he just came and swooped right in and was like, all right, what can I do? And I'm like, wait, what? this is just all so weird. Like I almost died. And now I have this guy in my life who I'm completely obsessed with. It was just, it was weird. It was like, is this the one door closes and no, one door, one door closes and the other opens? Like it was just, it was all really weird how all the timing happened. Um, but yeah, so then it was like, okay, like I have this perfect body. Am I happy? You know, like where, where do you stop? Um, and I was, of course I was, you know, you know, dating, you know, my, my husband and we got engaged pretty quickly after that. Um, and then got married and then I was pregnant, um, you know, soon after. So then it was like, Oh my God, I'm excited, but now what's going to happen to my body? And, you know, it's so sad to go back and think like this consumes my thoughts. Like this, mm -hmm. these thoughts consumed my life. You know, it was always about my weight and what I looked like, you know? And I mean, I even remember my wedding day, like, okay, I can't eat this. I need to do this or it's just, oh my gosh, like, why can't I just live in the present and enjoy where I'm at, what I'm doing? Um, and it's just, it, it, yeah, it, it is really sad to look back at that. Um, but yeah, I was this, I was the exact same way just to me. I mean, exact. I can remember my biggest days of my life and it, I was always consumed no matter how thin I got, yeah. you know, I was at one point in my teens, 110 pounds, I'm 5'8". And I was like, I remember thinking that was in like, I, I mean, I was like in eighth grade, but I was 5'7". Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And then, you know, the weight gain and all the stuff that happens, like where you yo-yo and go up and down and just to the pain that people don't understand unless they've been in the shoes of, of like someone like you or someone like me that, you know, you're treated differently. Yeah. You, 
you are. That's a fact. Like to be told and, you know, when you're a little girl, you're not good enough. You need to lose weight. It's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so it's a real uphill battle that people have to fight to understand that it's 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 a cultural thing. It shouldn't always be about what you look like and your health. I mean, your weight and all this stuff. It should be about your health, of course. Right. But it shouldn't be like the standard of like being an anorexic skeleton um, for us to feel good about ourselves. And I can tell you, I didn't feel good about myself at 110. Yeah. And I don't feel, I mean, I'm a work in progress now and I'm old and it's not really getting much better from here. Let me tell you that. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I'm finally at a place where I'm like, okay, like I like myself. I'm pretty, I'm pretty great. Yeah. And that took a long time. And yeah, would I like to lose weight? Am I working with UPS? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, I, I understand all of that. I really, really do. Yeah. I think a lot of women can relate because I mean, like you said, it, it's a culture thing and it's, it's a women thing too. I mean, we're, we're obsessed with how we look and we always want to look mm -hmm. good. And, um, but man, it can soak up your entire life and you forget about what's in front of you and what's present. And, and to look back on like your life, right. And be like, I mean, to think about your wedding day yeah, and you're like, well, I remember getting married, like you said, and you're just like, but like, I'm not, I don't look perfect enough. And, and it's when you're in that cycle of constant, you know, whether it's like you where you're over exercising on every day, I mean, I can relate to so much of what you're saying it's, it's just, it absorbs so many memories, mm -hmm. so many things in my life. I look back on just like you and go, God, why didn't I, why didn't I appreciate that? It was always about what I looked like. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a big thing I talk to my clients about too, is like, this is all a mental game. It is such a mental mm -hmm. game and you have to enjoy the journey. So it's like, appreciate where you're at, appreciate your body, you know, find what you love about your body. It's okay. I, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing to say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, but like appreciate your body. And then you're going to be more inclined to want to make those health, those changes, those healthy changes, mm -hmm. um, to get you to your goals. But I mean, just sitting there saying, I hate this. I, I look horrible in the mirror. You know, I didn't look at a mirror for, I don't know how long, like I would do my makeup on the, like a tiny little mirror just so I could see just where I wanted to, where I needed to look because I could not stand looking at my body in a mirror, you know? Um, so I think it's just, you have to find, you have to appreciate your body, find what you love about it. Um, and, and really focus on that because, and then you have to figure out why, why you want to make changes as well. Um, but you're going to be a lot better off focusing on how to improve a body you love than a body you hate, you know, it's going to mm -hmm. make the journey a lot mm -hmm. better. So, um, and also like to piggyback on that really quick and I'll shut up cause I'm a big giant big mouth. Um, you're, you're born with the body that you have. You're born with the body type. You know, like even if I wanted to, I would never be built like um, Kate Moss. It's just not it's not going to happen for me. Um, and so it's about like I've learned this in the past few years that and I say this a lot. Um, I never I always thought what I looked like was the most important thing. And then as we age as women, it's not it's not. I mean, we're all going to get old. We're all only here for, a, I mean, what seems like a long time when you're born, but shorter and shorter, shorter as we age, that it, it's what's on the inside, like what you're doing today to like be happy with who you are on the inside and like being kind and all of those things. And until you really work on the inside, you're it doesn't matter what your outside looks like. Like maybe to somebody else, they're like, I mean, I know I'm the queen of being like, oh my God, that girl's so lucky. She's so skinny. 
she lives in this like $10 million house. Well, you don't know what's going on inside that house and you don't know what's going on inside her head and you don't know if she's on a diet pill. P.S. Right, right. So I just had to say that and then I'll shut up. But I want to hear like once you kind of got married, your wedding day, like tell me about that because inevitably I know you're a mother your weight is going to fluctuate yet again because yeah. you get pregnant. Yep. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I I got married and of course gained those pounds of just that new mar- mar- married life. Um, mm-hmm. And then nine months later, I was pregnant. So then that came on more. So once, and I had a good pregnancy. I, I stayed pretty consistent with workouts. I wasn't eating well, you know, um, but I was working out. Uh, but then once I had my first baby, then I was, I was back to square one. I had, I was back up 60 pounds. So I was at a different point where it's like, okay, I have a baby. I'm a mother. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to take a different route because I cannot Mm -hmm. rely on meal replacement shakes. The the juice cleanses that I was doing, throwing up. I, I can't, I can't do that. Um, so that is when I hired my own health coach, um, and really start taking that different approach of like, okay, what are the small steps I can take right now as I'm learning to be a new mom? Um, but also I want to get this weight off of me because I, I didn't feel good. Um, so that was like the start of building like a sustainable lifestyle. And it took a long time. That was 10 years ago. And I mean, it's not like it it happens overnight because like I said, it's a mental game as much as it is, you know, dealing with what, what you're eating and your exercise and sleep, all of that. Um, but having her as support and accountability was huge. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D, designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Um, you know, she was also my therapist really too. I, I worked with Mm -hmm. her after both, uh, my first and my second pregnancy. Um, and she was actually the one where I got to a point where I wasn't seeing results. And every time we'd have a call, it's like, this isn't working. This isn't working. She's like, okay. (laughs) She was like, 
you need to really take a look and see, are you really doing, are you really eating well? Are you really exercising? What's really going on? And what it really came down to, Mm -hmm. I was unhappy at my job. I was, I had this, you know, hour commute with a screaming baby back and forth. And I had, it was a great position, a great job, but I wasn't doing something I loved. And that stress was taking a toll on me. And that's what the issue was. And so she gave me some time. Well, your cortisol levels were going bananas. Oh yeah. I I mean, I've been in, I've been in those shoes myself where I was in like a job of, you know, being in a very high stress sales job and it was killing me. Yeah. And then not to mention aging and all the fun things that we get to go through as women our, you know, our hormones change, our bodies change. Like it's hard. We have everything stacked against us as mothers, right? you know, with all the stress of being worried about our kids and then driving an hour, that's stressful on the LA freeways. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Everything you're saying makes sense. Yeah. And she was the one that was like, okay, like if this is not where you want to be, then like create the life you want. Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do what you're doing <laughs> because I had some great success. Like seeing what she was doing for me in my life. I lost all of those 60 pounds with, after my first pregnancy, had a great second pregnant, second pregnancy. Um, and you know, of course I was still tr- in postpartum with my, my second, but I was stalling because of that. So it wasn't what I was eating or what I was, you know, what the lack of exercise, it was what was going on in my head and my stress. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's where I made this huge career change and was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And you know, that was, that call was huge. It was a huge turning point. It was like, like, I can't do anything else more for you. You know, like this is, this is on you. If you're not living the life you want, that's what needs to change first before you try to change anything with nutrition or exercise or whatnot. Cause that's not what the problem was. I love that you say that. Cause I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you remember and I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I came to you a few years ago when I was literally like, I'm surprised I even came to you because at that point I was drooling cause I was in such a bad place. Um, and thankfully I'm in a great place now, but I also have to be honest. You, when it comes to your nutrition and taking care of yourself and doing all the things that you tell people to do, you, you don't do it for people. You have to do it for yourself. Um, and I, at that point was heavy drinker, um, up until pretty recently, I'm almost on day 50 of not drinking. Um, and I wasn't ready to walk away from wine. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter what you, your diet is and what you do. If you are heavily drinking wine every day, you know, as a crutch, um, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable. And at that time, I love that you're talking about this. I was just not ready because yeah. I was like holding on to like – the weight gain and the hormones and like recently like having fibroid surgery and all the things that I've gone through in the past couple of years to get to a point where I'm like, okay, like it's time. And, and you're nobody for my listeners that are listening and Christina, I'm sure you'll agree with me because this is what your expertise is. You can't go on a diet and like have a coach be like on the diet for you, right? you know, or any kind of diet. And it's, and I'd like to say not a diet. I don't know if you agree with this, but like a way of life, because when I follow you and all the things that you do, this is not a diet. It's a way of life. Right. Right. And I think you'll agree that drinking does not help. (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) I actually, uh, Dr. Sarah Gottfried just had posted a stat that I've been sharing with all my clients. It's, um, one night of drinking alcohol can reduce your fat loss for 24 hours by 70% in women. And that's pretty Mm -hmm. tremendous. And look, I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm all for, to your point, having that sustainable lifestyle, getting to enjoy yourself if you like a glass of wine or not. But if your goals are weight loss and you're drinking every night, like 
that's when I'm like, okay, let's, what can we do to cut that back? Because you're 70%. That's, you know, that's pretty impactful. So not to mention like all the things that it does to your body and just all the research and reading I've been doing on this like little sober curious journey of like, you know, all the other things on top of like not having weight loss, um, that messes with your hormones, all the things, all the things I'll say that. Um, so going back to like when you had that aha moment, right. And you were like, okay, this is on me. And then you had your second child. What, what changed and what shifted? Like just that you were like, I'm ready to take control and do this and, and leave my job and do all the things like, talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I had just had my second. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought about what she said and I was obviously really upset. I'm like, I can't believe she talked to me. Like she didn't give me any advice, but she did. Um, so I started looking into health coaching, um, what I need, would need to do to, you know, get into that. Um, I had some, uh, my husband was kind of in the healthcare industry. So I was, he was kind of tapping into, you know, his resources. Like maybe there's some positions that I could you know, get myself into, to get into that, just that space. But my current job, I was working, my sister was my boss and we were like the power marketing team. So I wasn't just leaving the job. I was leaving her and we had such a great relationship. Um, it was hard. That was really hard. And I didn't know how my parents would take that. Like you're leaving your sister who did you a favor and hired you, you know? Um, so there was a, it was, it was going to be a big move. And I knew that. Um, and I, I still, I can't believe I did it. I'm so thankful I did it. Um, but it all fell into place. So I took a course, um, to get my health coaching certification. I found a job at a healthcare system doing employer wellness and the description fit perfectly. I, um, I didn't get the job right away. I actually had, I was just talking to them, trying to keep that as a close connection. And then a position opened up a few months later and I, I applied and got the job. So I was like, okay, well that, that's a sign. Like this is all falling into place. Like, you know, and every, when I went into that interview, I knew I had something because every single person was like, I can feel your passion. Like when you're in the room talking to you, like I can feel your passion Um, so I knew I was in the right direction. So I left my job, went the other way on the freeway down Orange County. (laughs) Um, so that was, you know, it was still the long commute, but we made some adjustments, um, as well, like just to get the kids in a daycare center near home. So I'm not driving with them and that could be my loan time. And, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, man, like having, having a job that you're happy with and it's exciting is, a world, I mean, it was a world of a difference. Um, it's and kind I, of like secreting. It's like doing the secret. Yeah. Like I think there's like, it takes a lot of work to, to realize sometimes like you're not, so, I mean, people don't have choices a lot when it comes to jobs, but right. I do believe in the secret and, you know, really saying like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, what do I want to do? And it's really never too late. And I talk a lot about that on the podcast as well. So I love that you did that. And just doing it's I love hearing doing the drive, having that time to not be with your kids, even though you we all love our kids, but the baby time is really hard. Yes, driving. Yes. Um, And then driving didn't seem so bad because you were doing something you loved, right? Right. Right. And I utilized that time to um, listen to like podcasts and I was listening to my um, health coaching program. So I really utilized that because I, I, I was going all in from all angles. I started my Instagram and my business at that same time. So I had a lot going on. But again, like I was so and I am so passionate about it. Like I was it. It was fun. It was exciting. Um and that's what really fueled me up day to day. Um, but, you know, I think it, it hasn't been easy. You know, I think mm-hmm. you know, I've had de- definitely ups and downs. And even in my own wellness journey, too. Like, yes, I lost 
all of that weight twice. Um, but I still have struggles, but it's, it's different now. Like I'm not obsessed about what I look in the mirror. I, I can't, I can look at myself in the mirror and be proud. Um, I'm not obsessed or like consumed with what am I going to eat? Should I eat this? Should I not? Like I eat what I want to eat, but I know, you know, I understand like the right foods to eat that are going to make me feel good. So that whole mindset, I mean, shifting my mindset took a long time. It doesn't happen overnight. How did, how did you, for my listeners that might be listening and are like, well, how did you shift your mindset? How did you do that? Gosh, um, I think it was a lot of talking with my health coach, like just talking through things. Um, but also I had to start that journey with her in realizing like, okay, we're not dieting. Like, first of all, you have to give yourself permission. Like, okay, I can eat and do whatever I want, but if I want to feel good, there's these things that are going to make me feel good. So why not do more of the things that are going to make me feel good and get me to my goals? You know, I think it was just removing that, restricting, removing any of the restrictions. Um, and then the binging went away because it's like, if I want a cookie, okay, I'm going to have a cookie, but I'm not going to have the whole bag. I'm just going to have one so that I can still feel good. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, that was the hugest thing in me, in, in my journey because Anytime I would do, like, let's say a juice cleanse, I wanted everything I couldn't have. You know, you think about it. It's like, you can't stop thinking about it. You're dreaming about cookies and, you know, and then once mm-hmm. you get off that juice cleanse, that's all you want and you, you go and binge. So it was just changing, shifting your mindset and realizing, okay, I want to get healthy, whether that's losing weight or maybe you just want to sleep better and have more energy, whatever your goals are allow yourself to have anything. You can you can do whatever you want, but there are things that are going to make you feel good and things that are not going to make you feel good. So choose what's going to support you and your goals and the way you want to feel. Um, secondly, another thing that has been huge is doing a visioning exercise. I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast or you've um, seen it. You may have done it when we first worked together. But um, a lot of my clients are like, what is this? But it's, it is pretty impactful. So basically, you want to visualize where you want to be six months to a year to two years. You can do different milestones and get really, really um, detailed about what that looks like. And that could be, you know, I want to have more energy, be sleeping eight hours. I want to be able to go play with my kids at 3 3 p.m. rather than sit on a couch, whatever, you know, however detailed you want to get. But then you record that visioning exercise and listen to it every morning. And it like trains your mind so that every day your actions are aligned with that vision. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like doing like a vision board, which I totally believe in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but for your mind, I love that. I love that. I think that's huge. I mean, doing vi- like envisioning things. It, I I'm a huge believer in the secret. Yeah. Even though that guy went to jail for like, I think he killed a couple people in that tent. But we're gonna forget about that because the whole idea of it is like being positive and putting positive energy out there. And I really believe that that stuff works. I do because I've seen it for myself. Yeah. And you have too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just taking its time and consistency, which no one wants to hear when it comes to the health. It's like, give me that pill and give me the results overnight. But it's just, you got to be consistent with everything and just being patient. Let me ask you a question. So for somebody, I'm just going to use myself. So I, I like what you said about the binge. So being somebody that was bulimic for many years of my life, um, the the habit of binging right was was something that i was no longer purging after my i mean i've been okay and not sick for many years but like let's say since my 30s right um 
but I still have that habit. So if I'm sitting on a sofa, and I think a lot of women can relate to this, and when I was drinking my wine especially, it's like the sugar in the wine would like want, make you want to like go to the cabinet and get you know, pretzels or popcorn or whatever it is out because that's like it's a it's a habit. It's something that you do every day. How do you like what do you tell your clients to break that, like to stay in the, the place of moderation? What's a little trick that maybe my listeners that are far away and can't work with you that you can give them a tip on that? Yeah, I think it's a habit replacement. So maybe mm-hmm. at night, rather than pouring that glass of wine and grabbing some popcorn or chips, maybe it's replacing it with, you know, um, you know, you could still do your wine, but let's say you want to do like a hot tea, a tea that's really good and sounds actually appetizing or a protein hot chocolate like I've been doing. Um, and then maybe you're putting on a face mask while you're watching TV, something that's still going to bring you that dopamine release, but without the food, which is going to spike your blood sugar, and then you're going to sleep poor and then wake up with high fasting blood sugar. So find what you can replace it with that's still going to give you that dopamine release. Um, You know, if you like wine, okay, maybe take a glass of wine outside on a walk rather than sitting watching TV and eating snacks, but find something that you can replace it with. I'll tell my listener something that you can replace it with hop water. There's, they are a sponsor, um, but I will tell you, and I, I have, I can swear by hop water because my friend, who has not, I think she's on day ten, and I was like, I'm not drinking anymore. I drink, a, I drink like two hop waters a night. They have zero calories in them. I don't know if you're familiar. I've seen that, but I'm, obs- I am obsessed, and I'm not a beer drinker, and I drink them every night and it satiates like that habit of sitting on the sofa watching bravo where i replace it with the hot water it has natural botanicals in it um it's zero calories so i hate to interrupt you and say that but that is my what i have found that works for me instead of that daily wine because wine was huge that's great I love finding, I always say if my clients have habits like that, I like finding replacements before removing, Mm -hmm. you know, then it makes Mm -hmm. the transition a lot easier. Even like something as simple as like pouring the hot water or like sparkling water in like a glass and like it just. I do. That's what I do. Yeah. I pour it in a wine glass. That's perfect. Yeah. Then it makes, you still, you still feel like you're, you know, able to enjoy it and it kind of sets the mood with the glass and, you know. Um, but yeah, find healthier alternatives before you want to replace or before you want to remove. I think that always makes that a lot easier. Um, and that, that goes for anything. That's not just, you know, wine or alcohol. It goes for anything really. What, um, let me ask you a question. Okay. If you are like me and you hate to cook. Okay. Like I despise it with a passion. I don't know if you remember that. I really hate to cook. Like I would rather go get waxed. Yes. In my nether regions <laughs> than than um than cook anything, even for my kids. What are some tips for somebody? And I'm being very selfish right now because I'm getting free advice no. from you. Um, what are some tips that myself or my listeners can do if we do not like to be in the kitchen cooking? Because I know that you cook a lot. I follow you on Instagram. At the end, we're going to give her Instagram and all that information out. But what are some tips you can give people? Yeah. So uh, I will say I go through seasons where it's a busy season and I rely on convenience foods. So Things like grabbing a rotisserie chicken, um, hard-boiled eggs, like having those proteins already cooked saves so much time too. Um, Trader Joe's has some great gems. Uh, I like their bag salads. I'll grab that, mm-hmm. toss, the, toss the baggies that are inside there because it's usually a sugary dressing and sugary candied nuts and dried fruit. So I'll at least take the base of it grab a rotisserie chicken and then, um, grab a cleaner dressing. So like, I like primal kitchens dressings or maybe make a simple like lemon and olive oil dressing. Um, those are always really quick and easy. The kids, like I'll make, um, using that rotisserie chicken, I'll make them tacos, but still throw salad in there, the rotisserie chicken and some avocado. 
boom. Like that's like easy, easy stuff. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to rely on proteins that are already pre-cooked when you go and buy them. Um, I think. You- what about people that don't eat meat? Like I don't eat meat. I eat fish still, but okay. I'm sure that I have listeners that don't eat meat. So what yeah. are some recommendations? So for we that? can start with like fish. Fish you could do like canned salmon or like a low mercury tuna. Trader Joe's has, um, I think, pre-cooked salmon burgers, which are great just to warm up. Um, if you don't even eat fish, um, you know, you're relying heavily a little more on like, you know, beans to get protein. So you have to be careful a little bit of that about that balance because of what it does to your blood sugar. So you really want to make mm-hmm. sure you're getting a lot of fiber and uh, fat with those beans. Um, but yeah, doing like, again, you could do a sheet pan with like tons of, I know this sounds like it's cooking, but it's really, you just throw it on a pan, <laughs> throw different veggies on a pan. You could throw some like garbanzo beans on a pan um, and season it and pop it in the oven and then drizzle like a dressing on top. If you don't even want to do that cooking, um, you could do like a taco salad with just some, you know, beans and cut up some radishes and, you know, you don't want to, I get not wanting to cook and hating it, but you also want to make a meal that sounds and looks appetizing too, because it makes it more fun. You want to enjoy your food, right? Um, you don't want to yeah. steam broccoli and ground turkey every night. <laughs> no. Let let me just ask you too, for the sake of time, because yeah. I could talk to you forever. Um, what like I watched you from afar with your last pregnancy and just like bouncing back so quickly. So was that just the, all this, the habits that you've learned? And I know that you're really into like monitoring your blood sugar and, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So this last pregnancy was my best ever. Um, I did wear, I wear a continuous glucose monitor, Um, I'm not diabetic, but it's something, um, I want to wear just to manage it. Actually, before I was pregnant, I, I bought it, um, and I was doing great. And then I especially wanted to wear it through pregnancy because as you're pregnant, of course, your, your blood sugar can be a little more erratic. Um, you become Mm -hmm. more, um, insulin resistant, uh, especially in the later term or yeah. Um, so I wore it throughout that. I, I mean, I stayed on top of, it was a good accountability piece too. So I stayed on top of my nutrition, my workouts. Um, I sleep really well. That's not an issue for me. I didn't have stress cause we were home. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and then I, I was shocked. I will say I, I had him and I lost the weight probably within a month. I mean, it was very, very quick. Um, I, but I I felt so good throughout and I really do account that to manage my blood sugar. I, I really do. And that's why I'm a huge advocate for it. Um, you know, I kept it. What about, what about something like, I hate to interrupt, sorry, Lumen. Do you know Lumen? I, I, I have a, I just bought a Lumen sitting here and I don't understand how to use it, but go on. I, I did. I did buy one. Um, I could never breathe correctly. <laughs> You'll, if you, okay. if you open it, um, I will have to try it again though. I still have it. Um, so that is a device that lets you know if you are in fat burning or if you're more carb burning, I have a client that uses it and it's actually been insightful for us too. Um, just tweaking some things so that she can be more in fat burning rather than always carb burning. So it's a good device. You know, when it comes to these devices, I think they're great tools. Some, they're not for everyone because some people it's triggering kind of like the scale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like being obsessive Mm -hmm. about these, these numbers constantly or letting it dictate your day. Um, Like I wear an aura ring too. And it's like, okay, I kind of go through phases. So I take breaks, but then times where I'm like, you know what? I want to put on a glucose monitor. I just want to see where I'm at. Um, it's a good tool to fall back on. What's an aura ring? I think I've heard of them, but just yeah. for my listeners. Yeah. An aura ring um, tracks your sleep and actually it's tracking activity and then um, your cycle as well for women. So it, okay. it's pretty neat. There's, I mean, it has, there's so many different things that um, scores you on 
from like body temperature to REM sleep. Um, so it is pretty interesting, especially like if you drink at night and how it impacts your sleep, that's, it's pretty significant actually. Well, I'll tell you just not drinking. I mean, I've talked a lot this about this on my episodes. I haven't even been dieting. I mean, I'm starting your, your program, but um, I've lost like eight pounds just by not drinking alcohol. It's great. Taking the wine out in like 50, I mean, 40 something days. And I haven't been perfect. There was Halloween yeah. and that stupid Snickers pile was like calling my name and there can't be a Snickers in my house. Like it's just not happening. I will eat it. Yeah. Um, but what I love, something that really inspires me about you, Christina, is, um, is the fact that you, you like won't take no for an answer and you just like kept going. And I think, um, there's a lot of women, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm a nutritionist. I'm a nutrition coach, but you are somebody that like stuck with it and found what worked for you. And instead of being like, oh, I'm a nutrition coach. I love that you're a wellness coach and that it's not like the dreaded D word, like diet, because everyone knows that diets don't work. I've been on every single one of them and I can tell you they don't work. They just don't. Yeah. So I, I think what inspires me about you and following you on social media is that you really make it a way of life and you give a lot of tips on like being a mom and like what you can cook for your kids and then having your kids and your husband be healthy as well. So um, that's really why I reached out to you, because I can tell you that um, just from hearing your story, if you are like the kid that was, you know, in fourth grade or however old you were being given a diet pill and you think like, oh, my genetics are forever cursed because I was not born like a teeny tiny stick figure. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's really not true. Um, and. And I think like what I said a little while ago is it's such a gift to be able to like look in the mirror and we kind of talked about this on the episode and be like, it's not just about what I look like. Like we're getting older. Our faces are changing. Our bodies are changing. It's really what's on the inside. But if you can work more specifically on longevity and health and all the things that come with proper nutrition, you're going to look better. I mean, I can tell you just not even doing anything except quitting wine. I'm a different person. Like I am a different person. So um, I really want my audience. I think I'm doing you a, a solid right now by having Christina on because if you follow her on social media, which I highly recommend, what's your, what's your Instagram? It's at the wellness concierge. Okay. At the wellness concierge. Yes. She really is amazing. And I, and I'm not just saying that, like I could have interviewed other people, but I was really, I'm very drawn to you because I think what you do works. And if you put the work in, She's not going to do it for you. You can do it too. Um, so follow Christina. And you know what? I love this episode. I think it's great. Selfishly, it was really for me to get tips on what I'm supposed yes, to do. I'm just joking. I'm half kidding. Um, but listeners, please follow Christina. If they want to reach out to you, because you can you help people all across the country. I have listeners all over the world. Yes. So yes, I do virtual services. Okay. So tell me where they can find you. So I, uh, besides Instagram, uh, I do have a website at the wellness, it's the wellnessconcierge.com. Um, and you can contact me through there or just message me through Instagram is the easiest as well. Uh, my email is also the wellnessconcierge at gmail.com. So it's really easy. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm happy to help. Like you said, my method is really, I want you to be able to enjoy life and enjoy the journey. So I feel like I take a realistic approach when it comes to finding that optimal health, whatever that looks like for you. So thank you for having me. I love it. Oh, I loved having you on. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. In closing, like I say every week, be happy by making other people happy. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Judging Megan with Megan Judge.
When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.